Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girl Show. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Style Me Tactical. And I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are a lifestyle show meant to empower women to live confident, prepared, and self-reliant lives. We talk everything from our favorite beauty products to concealed carry firearms and everything in between. We bring guests on our show with compelling stories that will inspire and encourage you in your journey. Now, you can not only listen to the audio, part of the Concealed Carry Network on your favorite podcast streaming service, but you can also watch our show by going to OpsLens.com or downloading the OpsLens app. This episode is brought to you by ConcealedCarry.com the Concealed Carry Community's number one resource for training, education, and concealed carry weapon law information. Check out their Reciprocity Map Builder Tool where you can build your own custom reciprocity map, especially if you have multiple state permits. ConcealedCarry.com has a huge library of articles about training, gear reviews, and industry news. ConcealedCarry.com also has one of the nation's largest networks of firearms and self-defense instructors. Chances are they have classes and instructors near you. Also, look into the Concealed Carry Gun Tools app, which takes many of these online tools and puts them in the palm of your hand, free of charge and free of ads, available for Apple and Android devices. What's up, everybody? We are here with a little bit of a delayed episode. We've had a few scheduling issues this week, and then in, you know, normal form, we had a technical issue that was pretty that bad or big that we were like, we are not going to, uh, we're going to postpone that guest. Um, and she's a really good guest. We're definitely going to have her gone. We're going to, we're going to get back. It was a great conversation we're going to have, but so for this week, it's just your hosts, Amy and Emily. How's everyone doing? Amy, how are you? I wish our, (laughs) I wish our listeners could see you right now. I am so glad our listeners cannot see me right now and that this week's episode is not video recorded because I am sitting here, not sitting on the couch. I am laying on the couch. I had to go and pull my back this week on Sunday doing a simple task of bending over and stretching. And, um, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but I just finished up my uh, first trimester of pregnancy. Congratulations. Um, Well, thank you. But you know me, I'm stubborn. I didn't really listen to when everybody said, you know, your body responds very differently during pregnancy and things that don't, wouldn't typically pull a muscle can pull a muscle. You have all these great hormones flowing through your body and Apparently, there's something called relaxin that make it very easy to pull your back, your ankles, your joints, all kinds of things. So I am sitting here, just basically laying here on the couch. But luckily, with a podcast, it doesn't matter where you are. You can continue. <laughs> the show must go on and exactly. on it will be doing today. So. Right. Yes. But of course, I don't want to miss a week with you guys. I love coming on and, and talking and we've had quite an eventful week. Emily, you have had an eventful week. Um, got an interesting message from you in our group text chat this week. Uh, what in the world was going on? So I guess we should, I don't know, let me just back up. So we all, so my uh, best friend who lives out of town, known forever, ever, like ride or die, you know, it's her, you, like you're, you guys are my crew, you know, this is it. So she, I guess I want to say like, it's hard. It's hard when you have friends and you do long distance friendships and, and you live out of state and you have kids and you have all these obligations, you know, life gets in the way, but we've always been very good at making time to catch up on the phone, 
you know, text, things like that. And she's never been a huge text, text messenger. I say like, not like the way it is like, you know, you and I, and like everyone nowadays, like it's texting all the time, like whatever we need, we text. Um, usually like when we text, it goes like a day or two without responding, which is no big deal. Fine. (laughs) So I'd realized probably like, I want to say like two months ago, I was like, Oh gosh, I haven't heard from her in a while. That's odd. Huh? I texted her and I was like, I texted her asking her about like, how's it going? I want to come visit. Like, let's, when are you going to be in the area? Cause she travels here a lot. Um, whatever it is, I will take off work. I'll come hang out, whatever. And it was just like crickets. And I was like, hmm. Which was unusual, huh? Right. I'm like, this this is a little odd. And I just started thinking back. And of course, you know, in our head, we always kind of like make sort of like semi make up things based on things that have happened. So, of course, I'm like, oh, man. Well, I know that her political stance is very different than mine. Okay. And not, And I know that she's not anti-gun. But I don't think she's actually like pro gun either. Like she, okay. you know, knows what I do, believes in, in what I do, or su- at least support. Or so I think supports me in what I do. And I started thinking, well, you know, it was odd. It was around TSAS that I feel like it got really quiet. And interesting. I, I know that at TSAS we were very excited and we were on social media a lot because we had uh, an opportunity to see the president speak. And I don't care who you are. I'm going to be excited when I get to see the president speak. Sure. It does, it, it, that opportunity doesn't happen for many people. Yeah. And we had a gala that we all got to get, get dressed up in, and it was at the Trump Hotel. <gasps> Whatever. I mean, I've been there before. It's a beautiful hotel. I don't really care where events are held. I'm going to go if my friends are going and it's something I want to do. Right. So I was like, oh, I wonder if she's just kind of like irritated or just secretly annoyed because she saw me on social media at the Trump Hotel, like being excited because I was going to see the president speak. I don't know. You know, you start making up these things in your head. Yeah. And then she still like didn't text me again. Like I texted her again. Nothing. Finally, she texted me and was like, yeah, I'm away this weekend. And it was like just really like nothing. And I was like, okay, whatever. Fine. I was just like, just let me know when you're in town. Then, radio silence for a little bit, she just shoots me this screenshot of an image. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And this must be the image that you sent all of us in our chat to say what in the world right so she sent this screenshot and it's from a facebook post from a wonderful you say that sarcastically organization and the screenshot says there is no research to support the notion that owning a gun increases safety for women and it was a a it was put together by everytown.org and it was shared by Moms Demand Action. Of course. Of course. There's <laughs> the punchline right there. Uh, what was the organization that A, compiled and made this quote unquote meme? Mm-hmm. And then the group that actually posted it on their Facebook. And I love that they say, don't believe the NRA talking points. Guns do not make women safer. Right. Okay. So I got, I, I didn't, 
my phone went off. I was busy doing something else. I finally saw, I got a message from her. I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw, and I was like, oh gosh. So this is where this is going, huh? Right. And then all it was, was she just wanted to, and she was like, have you seen research that disproves this? And so I was like, okay. So does I mean, was she, she like asked, like actually encouraging a conversation about this? Did you get that sense that she really wanted to see your side on this? Like she had actual questions. Um, I, after I responded, I think that's where it was going, but I just, I don't know. It didn't, I feel like if you're going to have a conversation, let's have a conversation. Hey, I want to talk to you about, I saw this. I'm kind of curious because, you know, Basically, besides the t- statistics that you and I will, will talk about, um, basically, this I'm going to read my response. My response right, back to her. I said, just having a gun in someone's possession isn't going to make anyone safer. It's not the object that gives women the confidence or the feeling of empowerment. It's the training that goes along with that. It builds their confidence so they know they can defend themselves should they need There are lots of stories of instances where women have used a gun to defend themselves, and I know there are reports that show stats on women using guns to defend themselves, but the statement in itself is semi-misleading because how do you measure, and I put in quotes, increased safety? Because that's what it said. There's no research to support the notion that owning a gun increases safety for women. So how are you actually measuring someone's safety? Yeah, and what did she say to that? It's not tangible. So... She said, I was curious about your point of view. Agree that preparedness and self-defense training is where it's at. The rest of the post said safety regarding domestic abuse. I know there are stories about women using guns to defend themselves. That was really it. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's so interesting because, A, you're not the only one who I'm sure has gotten questions like this. I'm sure tons of women in our audience Mm -hmm. have received this. I would love to talk through some of the actual research and the data that we have and that we know is true. Um, You know, right out of the gate, Moms Demand Action is a group that is funded by Bloomberg and their sole purpose is to legislate and start instituting a lot of gun control measures that are based on things that are not rooted in facts. And Shannon Watts leads that Shannon Watts, if you're listening, she knows that I'm not a huge fan of her. She's a liar. (laughs) And I've caught her in numerous lies, not only about like gun stuff, but even about my own company. She fails to do any research prior to writing any facts. You can go on Twitter right now and see exactly what I'm talking about. So not a fan of Shannon Watts um, just because she she refuses to actually go and do any research before spewing all of her lies to everybody. Well, then just... Not to cut you off, I mean, we'll talk about like the stats in a moment, but you know, also these or any organization, it doesn't matter who you are, but you have an agenda, like you have a belief in something. So you can, you can only, you will, it's like the media, you're only going to share what is going to be positive and benefit you. Right. You can choose not to share the stuff that is going to basically be the opposing side. For instance, like, Nobody shares all these women who have used guns in self-defense situations. Nobody's sharing that in the news. They don't. And and one key point that I I dislike that the Moms Demand Action Group points out is they want to always drive home the fact that they they know and they understand that violence happens towards women. Mm-hmm. It's like they're acknowledging that women are often weaker slower, not uh, you know, they're not as strong and yet 
they want to act as if women don't possess the ability and the capability to learn how to properly and safely use a firearm when it comes to their self-defense measures. And, you know, I don't like that because I think that that is very insulting to women. I think Mm -hmm. that that is highly demotivating for a woman to be like, oh, well, I guess this group, you know, I see this stuff that always spews these statistics that women aren't going to be able to learn this and it's going to be used against them. You know, you hear that all of the time that I think the statistic is up to 80% now, the last I read. Um, Guns in the home, a woman is 80% more likely to have the gun used against her when there's a gun present in the home. And I'm like, hey, how do you even know that statistic? You're literally making that statistic up. Right. Um, I mean, and I think what's interesting is though, because you bring that up because that that post was shared in light and the whatever it was being referenced, the um, uh, what is it like the citing that it was being referenced was in relation to domestic violence against women. Right. Right. So it's like, like, well, what do you want the option to be then? You just want the woman to be defenseless. Like, you know, she's in a domestic violence situation. Would you, do you want her to be defenseless? I mean, what do you want her to do? Right. I think, and people are going to say, well, that's what a restraining order is for, but a restraining order is only a piece of paper. It's not going to do it. How's that going to save you? Nothing. It's going to do, it doesn't do anything. And unfortunately we hear cases all the time that it doesn't do anything. Because they don't listen to like the, the person that the restraining order against it's like, a, you know, they have that same mentality of criminal. They're going to do whatever they want. Exactly. Exactly. If you think a piece of paper, just like a gun-free zone, is going to stop a criminal from going into a gun-free zone that wants to shoot a place up, a restraining order is not going to do anything to a man that wishes to harm, you know, the person that is living with him, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, when I read stuff like that as well, I'm like, you know, they may not think that there's any research that shows that it makes women safer, but I can absolutely tell you that the women that are targeted are typically the women that are unarmed. Mm-hmm. They don't have any defensive measures with them. You know, we talk all the time about the stories that you hear in the headlines. I mean, you've got your Molly Tibbetts, you've got Wendy right. Martinez, you've got Karina Vetrano, you've got these women who, Clearly, all of them were unarmed, and that made them a prime target and an easy uh, an easy target to be a victim. And so, while you know, is it hard to measure? Would them being armed have increased their safety? I think it would have given them a fighting chance. Right. I can tell you that they're definitely at a disadvantage when they have nothing with them. So that is a statistic that you can that you can look at. You know, that is proof enough right there that being unarmed doesn't really help your chances either. Right. And that's the thing, like whether you're armed with a, a gun or a, another self-defense tool, the whole point of these, these tools are meant to give you a chance. Sure. And yep. that's, that's what it's there for. It's to meant to buy you time and to give Absolutely. you that chance. Absolutely. Well, so you and I, after this happened, you know, we looked up the research to find Mm -hmm. out. um, I've got a couple of statistics. I know you've got some that you want to share. Do you want to go first to to help give these women some information if they are ever faced with the same kind of question? Or should someone want to start an argument or debate with them, trying to let them, you know, think that (laughs) guns make women less safe? What did you find? Sure. So we've got a few from like crimeresearch.org. And of course, you know, with all the statistics, you need to go look at them yourself and then deduce the information and figure out, you know, what is best for you. But the statistics basically are saying that, you know, we've got a 30% increase in women getting concealed carry license. That is huge. That is huge. Like 30% is, is a great number. And then of, I think there was another um, statistic saying that women are getting permits at 101% faster rate than men. Mm-hmm. 
And why do you why do you think that is? I mean, the logic there is it's it's right there. It's because we don't we don't have the physical makeup that's the same as a man. And in order, in order for us to be able to defend against somebody who is bigger, stronger, for us, the gun is the greatest equalizer. That is going to be our what is going to provide the best stopping power against somebody who is like that. Exactly. And I love that statistic because to me, it's saying that women are starting to take a hold of the power that they yes. have inside of them. They are realizing, wait a second, whoa, 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 whoa. I am smart enough. I I can become confident enough to learn this. And I do possess the power within me to, you know, walk myself to a gun range, pick something up, face my fears, get the training that I need, and become proficient and safe with this tool. And I love that because what they say, like over 20% of the new female gun owners said the only reason they bought a gun was for self-defense. Mm -hmm. So women are starting to realize the importance of having a tool. And then I love that they're deciding for themselves what that tool is going to be. Right. Like they're making this decision for themselves. They're realizing maybe some of them started with something smaller, less lethal, and then realize, you know what? No, for me, my the best fighting chance that I have in the circumstances that I'm in is to have a firearm. Right. I mean, I mean, that's how it started. That's how it started for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it was wanting to have a gun for home defense. Like it was nothing else but that. And then yeah. that led down to like this road. And it's just like that realization and that mindset is is what we need more women to to understand. I don't know if like I don't know women or people society are just kind of like living in this bubble that this stuff isn't happening. Yep. Well, here's a really good one too. I like this one and ladies write this one down because this is a good one to use when combating Anytime somebody says, well, how many times are guns actually used in self-defense situations? Oh, yes. Well, it's hard to count every single one of them. The latest report from the CDC, 2013 CDC study, shows that up to 3 million people a year use firearms for defensive use. 200,000 of them have been shown to be women. That's huge. huge. Well, and how many of those 200,000 women have we heard about? Exactly. Yeah, you're never going to see that on if mom's this demand was, action. If this was if this was flipped, and two hundred thousand women have been killed by a gun, that statistic would be running one and wild. Of course, it would be. Yep, and you know that that would be plastered all over mom's demand action, all over Shannon Watts, all over every town's page. And you know that this is not a partisan issue at all, right? And I like this because there's there's a lot of women that are coming up that fall on both sides of the spec of the political spectrum that are talking about this, like they're standing up and being like, whoa, 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 um, especially during domestic abuse um, awareness month, there are women that are saying, wait, nope, I decided that a firearm is the best for me. And, you know, however they vote, whether they vote Democrat, whether they vote Republican, maybe they don't vote at all. Doesn't matter. Like the, there are women that are standing up and saying, this is an important issue for me. And this is why I've decided for myself that I need to do this. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. So, no, so, no, I think these are all great stats and I, and I, it's, it's a hard it's a hard conversation to have with friends and family, you know, regarding the stuff. But I feel like, you know, I felt, I don't feel, I guess, I don't, I'm not, not necessarily hurt, but, you know, this is a potential as I was building it and going through it in my head that, like, I could potentially lose 
this friend that I've had for 20 some years over something like this, which I think is absolutely ridiculous because, you know, why can't we all have different opinions on things, but it doesn't change the, the person that I am. No, not at all. I mean, how, how did you guys leave the conversation? Um, just, I texted with some stats and that was, that hasn't really haven't gone anywhere from there. Because like, if, if anything, like maybe not so much someone you don't really know, but like, I would think like somebody close to you would be more, it would be easier for them to say, Hey, um, I just have some questions. I'm just kind of curious about this. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, it's sad to say that I feel like we've gotten there in, in a lot of ways in our society, you know, that people have, have drawn such deep lines in the sand that say, you know, if you don't believe with me, if you don't believe the way I do on every single issue, then I guess we can't get along. I guess we can't be friends. And that's really just not the case at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm sure you've seen the viral video that's going around everyone right now. At, at least um, I'm seeing it on like a lot of conservative pages as, especially uh, those of Ellen. Ellen did her monologue the other day. Right. Ellen was in Dallas and uh, for the Ellen show, everybody. Um, and she was in Dallas watching the Cowboys game, go boys. And, uh, you know, she was in the same box with George, with president, former uh, George W. Bush and took a lot of heat for it for some reason. And she came on the next day and was like, wait a second, like when did it become such a bad thing in our society to actually be friends with people who had different political views, religious views, uh, differing views on, on anything. And she was like, you guys need to go find the video because it was really good. And it was really, I think, applicable to what is going on in society right now. And I just think if we're ever going to change hearts and minds, we have to be open mm-hmm. and willing to have these conversations, especially the tough conversations when we know that there is a lot of misinformation being spread out there um, to, to actually engage in conversation in a constructive way, in a grace-filled way. Uh, You know, there's a way to do it. Um, But yeah, especially if it's like someone that you've known for a really long time and they're your good friend and you know their heart, don't be afraid to have these conversations with them. Right. And I think it's okay that when, if if you are confronted with questions and you don't, you don't have to know the answer right away. You can say, hey, I don't know, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out some information for you. I'm going to find out some statistics or whatever it is that, that, you know, to help with the conversation because it's better to come with actual facts than to just kind of um, give so- some headline that you read that you don't even actually really know what, it's, what, what the depth of the article says. Sure. Yeah. And CDC is a good, is a good Mm -hmm. place because I feel like people that are on the anti-gun side love to use CDC reports for, for their benefit. And then they love to disregard (laughs) the the statistics like these, you know, that say, Mm -hmm. whoa, 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 wait a second. Um, There have been instances where good guys with guns do stop bad guys with guns. Right. Exactly. You know, and um, so that's a good place to start. People ask me all the time, where do you go to to get all your statistics? Um, The NSSF, uh, the National Shooting Sports Foundation has really good statistics. Um, The FBI has good statistics as well. Yeah, I like um, there because they have theirs is theirs is nationwide and really and really like drills down to like crime. Right. And and so I like theirs, but you do need to make sure when you're looking up anything when it relates to gun violence, gun deaths, what type of gun deaths, all this kind of stuff that you actually are reading what the criteria is and how they get those statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because uh, like the CDC, I'll give you for instance, everybody, the CDC, when they talk about how many gun deaths or how much gun violence there is per year, you have to know that 
in that statistic, they actually include suicide, death, uh, suicide uh, right. by, by firearm. And if you were to look at that number as a whole, you might think, oh my gosh, there are so many people that are using firearms to harm other people. When I And I don't want to say what the percentage is. I forget what the exact percentage is, it's, but it's a really high percentage of that number is actually suicides. And you need to know that that number is included in there so that you don't wrongfully assume that handguns and other form of, of firearms are used that much in, you know, as compared to mm-hmm. how many guns are out there in the country in violence per year. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, you, you've got to just look at, look at the fine print and understand mm-hmm. like if you are going to be looking at the numbers or sharing the numbers were how, how that data is actually uh, being gathered and what, yeah. what metrics are using to come to those numbers. Yep. And, and it's good to know too, so that you can let people know that want to use that statistic mm-hmm. every year in an argument, you can let them know what all is involved in getting that number and that statistic. So, uh, well, M, you know, I, I hate that you, I've had my own fair share of those yeah, I know tough conversations have. and, and I actually have lost a lot of friends over it. And it's unfortunate because these are people that I loved and I, I really thought were really close to me. And I, I hope you guys can have a good conversation about it and that it doesn't affect anything, you know, with yeah, those friendship, yeah, same. for sure. Exactly. That's, that's uh, what I'm hoping. Um, Hopefully I'll see her at the end of this month and see if there's any, any of that weird awkwardness that, you know, um, everyone knows that what I'm talking about. Yes, <laughs> that absolutely. Feeling. But I'm absolutely. curious, guys, I would like to know sort of how you would have potentially responded to that um, text message, how you would have handled it. And if you also have any um, interesting stories uh, where you have kind of been in the same situation with family and friends, you know, send us a DM, send us an email. We'd love to, you know, we like to hear from you and, and see what um, kind of what's happening out there. Cause I know that it's not just happening uh, between us and our, in our group. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of nonpartisan gun issues and bringing you very valuable information, we are going to have on an amazing guest, hopefully next week with us when we can figure out all of our technical issues. Um, but she's been doing some awesome work mm-hmm. in DC to fight for the Second Amendment and all of our gun rights. And I can't wait to share what she's been doing. She's a rock star yes, in the Second is. Amendment world. And we are excited to have um, this guest on our show very, very soon. Uh, but of course, if you guys have anything that y'all are are wondering about, um, I am looking forward to sharing some carry tips with maternity life. Um, uh, yeah, I guess um, that's going to be some some topics we're going to have to start diving into. Uh, totally going to have to start diving into those because I just never understood why people just couldn't wear their Alexos while they were <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> and I'm understanding it more and more now and even how difficult on-body carry has been because it is has not been comfortable. And It's because so, you've got so much so much good uh, retention and the sucking in and lifting up that it's, you know, you did it too good. Ain't ain't nobody want that while their tummy doesn't feel good. So uh, we're going to be exploring some option for all of you moms to be and some, you know, the the ladies that want to know how in the world do you carry when your bump is growing and clothes just aren't comfortable anymore. So I'm going to get together with you, Emily. I need your help with the styling department. I can definitely help with that. And and then God. I will, while um, we're helping with the styling stuff, I'll just drink all the bubbles myself. <laughs> I 
as you can. And then I'll join you uh, once I have the baby in the springtime. Exactly. So, so excited. I'll, uh, I know that um, everyone is so excited for you. Um, I know that I am. I can't wait to watch you through this journey and be there along the way. It's going to be such a fun, a little, a fun, exciting time. And we'll have a little, um, not your average baby girl, boy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not your average gun kid. <laughs> not your average gun baby. <laughs> oh, that, I can't wait. That's a spinoff. Yeah, that, that's a spinoff show. Uh, yep. I, we're, we're preparing them already for that. Right. So well, well we thank you guys wait, so much for listening in. You know where to find us at Not Your Average Gun Girls on Instagram. And thank you guys so much. And we will talk to you guys next week. Yep. See y'all later. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.